Hello. Hi. Really quick before convo starts, if you brought a pillow or a mattress with you, will you please hold it up so I can get a picture and send it to the organization? Yeah? Okay. On three. Oh wait, I'll let them get the mattresses in the back, so. You might want to put it down because they're getting mattresses from weird places. I'll tell you, sorry, put them down. I'll give you a count later. If you're over there and you have pillows, maybe move, I don't know. I do not panorama. All right, ready? Here we go. I don't have that on my phone. I just, I don't know how to work my iPhone. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. We're going to start by singing Come Thou Fount, number 521 in the hymnal. Please stand. It's not going to be on the, the screen, so you're going to have to turn in your hymnals. 521. space to learn about and to listen to stories from inquiry program participants. Here at Goshen, Campus Ministries provides three inquiry programs, ministry, service, and camping. And this morning we hope to give you a little glimpse into the experiences of those of us students who were involved in these programs during the past summer. To begin our chapel time, we will now light the Christ lamp to serve as a visual reminder of Christ's presence here with us. And now we welcome you to join in the passing of the peace and greet one another. This practice may seem uncomfortable or awkward, so I think it invites a reminder of why we carry on this tradition. By passing the peace through handshake and eye contact and greeting one another, 
We can put aside any preconceived notions of one another, any conflict, any judgment, and we can begin to see each other as human beings. So we invite you, pass on the blessing of peace, acknowledging that we are each a valued part of this community. The Inquiry programs provide opportunities for Goshen College students to spend 10 weeks during the summer at camp, church congregations, or a service agency with the goal of experiencing the intersection of faith and vocation, while also developing skills for leadership. The student actively participates in the work and mission of their organization while under the guidance and instruction of an on-site supervisor. This summer, I was a part of the Camping Inquiry program. Me and Hannah Bachman served at Camp Minnow Haven in Illinois. The other CIP participants include Elizabeth Thurstein, who served at Rocky Mountain Mennonite Camp in Colorado, Trevor Emery, who served at Amigo Center in Michigan, and Maria Jantz, who served at Camp Minnowska in Kansas. You will now hear where the other IP participants of this past summer served. Hi, this year for a ministry inquiry program, we had Anya Kreider placed at King of Glory Tabernacle in New York, Angeliki. Uh, Santos at Ripple Mennonite in Allentown, Pennsylvania, Becky Snyder at Prairie Street Mennonite right here in Elkhart, Mariah Mountain at Albany Mennonite in Albany, Oregon, and I was placed at Living Water Community Church in Rogers Park, uh, Chicago. For the service inquiry program, students are placed with various service organizations in the U.S. and around the world. This summer I spent in, at the Iona Island in Scotland as the music assistant at the Iona Abbey. Sam Carlson was placed with Wiam Conflict Resolution Center in Bethlehem, Palestine, which is directly adjacent to the apartheid wall dividing claimed Israeli territory and Palestine. Sam served as a camp counselor in a children's summer camp. Taylor Ermoyan served with First Call for Help in his home community of Hayes, Kansas. It's a community assistance agency helping the underserved in the county, and Taylor's work included helping with the Backpacks for Kids program, Meals on Wheels, and providing vouchers for those in need. Twyla Albrecht worked with the Foods Resource Bank, a nonprofit organization for international agricultural development in Chicago. FRB partners with various international and local organizations in raising money to help farmers in developing countries to grow their own food. Twyla worked in the PR and communications department as well as traveled with FRB representatives to speak with farmers and partner organizations across the US. She also spent some time with FRB in Kenya. Um, I'm Eva Lapp and I spent my summer at Koinonia Farm in Americus, Georgia. Koinonia was started in the 1940s as an interracial intentional Christian community um, dedicated to interfaith dialogue and inclusion of all peoples. And I spent my time participating in the community life through their seasonal internship and exploring what it means to live in intentional community. Now we'll sing 124 in the purple hymnal, My Soul Cries Out, 124, purple. Please stand.
This summer, me and Hannah Bachman were program assistants at Camp Meadow Haven, which means that we help facilitate each camp day and each camp week. It's pretty much impossible to tell you about my whole summer in this short time, so instead I'm going to share my three favorite things about Camp Meadow Haven. My first favorite thing about camp are the campers, of course. Meadow Haven has camps for grades 3rd through 12th. At each age, they offer special gifts. It is inspiring to see the true joy as the campers come to camp for both the first and the last time. Their energy is contagious. It's what keeps you going throughout the entire summer. One example was a cabin of middle school girls. These girls were far from your stereotypical middle schoolers. They watched out for each other, loved camp, and accepted themselves for who they were. Many of these girls had never met each other at the beginning of the week, but by the end of the week, they had become a great group of friends. During one night each week, cabins sleep under the stars, and in this particular week, Hannah and I decided to join them at their campsite. Through their laughter and their stories and their kindness and their jokes, they crossed age gaps and brought together both staff and campers alike. My second favorite thing about camp is the staff. In a few short weeks, strangers become best friends, and by the end of the summer, they feel like family. Also, inside jokes are all the rage. You are able to share both the highs and lows as a staff. The friendships made at camp are unique. One of my favorite parts of the summer staff is everyone lives in the moment, enjoying the present. During one of the last weekends of camp, the staff decided we wanted to have a campfire. We all gathered around the fire singing together. It may have been a small moment, but it was so much bigger than that because we were united as a group, even at the end of a full summer. Last but not least, living in nature, God's playground is extremely life-giving. Camp allows you to be a part of nature every day and in every moment. Experiencing the outdoors calms me and helps me let go of the stresses of everyday life. The starry nights are irreplaceable at Minnow Haven. I have found the beauty of slowing down, just laying in the grass, staring into the black-filled sky with uncountable bright shining stars, far, far from the city lights. It's a time for reflection and meditation. I may not be able to share my whole summer, but through the campers, staff, and nature, Camp Minnow Haven comforts, yet challenges me outside my comfort zone. Um, we, we now please turn into the Green Sing the Journey book to number 19, which is a song we sing quite frequently at camp.
So I did ministry inquiry placement uh, this summer. Uh, ministry inquiry placement requires that you be set up with a Mennonite church, uh, you live at housing the church provides, you embrace the problems that church faces, you are technically the official church lackey. That was the title that we went with when I was there, official church lackey. That meant doing elder care, that meant doing child care, that meant cleaning and cooking and more cleaning and more cleaning and more, cle and more cleaning. Um, um, so I was in Chicago, Illinois, and as part of that, I was facing some of the issues Chicago faces, and one of those is gun violence. Um, when I told my brother that I was going to be in Chicago for the summer, he's like, yo, you going to be in Chirac? And I was like, mm, that's funny. Um, halfway through my placement, The Onion came out with an article, the air in Chicago is now 75% bullets. Um, these are jokes about a very real problem uh, for urban kids, and that's gun violence. So a side effect of me being in Chicago is that I got to be part of the slam poetry culture there. So I'm gonna be doing a poem. Is anyone else sick of Eamon doing poems yet? <laughs> so this one, <clears throat> so this one is uh, it's called The Sounds of Summer. I have had a long-term love-hate relationship with summer. Between the whale-like blubber I need to get through the long winter months and my propensity for sweating when doing anything more active than lounging, that period of May through September gets a little hard for me. That being said, I love swimming and playing outside. I am somewhere between a Labrador retriever and a five-year-old in terms of my enthusiasm for bouncing off of walls and then out of the house, crashing through the perennially broken screen door, out into sunshine and scraped knees, out and all the bumps and bruises that are part of growing up. For the longest time, the loudest sound from my childhood was that screen door slamming. Until it wasn't. I don't know how old I was the first time I heard gunshots echo off the buildings of my city, nor do I recall when I became able to determine between fireworks and firearms, and I don't remember when the impulse to duck became second nature, but eventually it did. Flinching and twitching, dodging my way through the world, I can never tell if it was the ADD acting up again or if my body was simply dodging bullets that weren't there, but I grew to hate silence. If for no other reason than that it shatters with edges like broken glass. So I wear my sounds like they are second skin. I surround myself in constant din and I will never, never let that quiet in. See, I sleep soundly through both sirens and thunder. But even then I have to wonder because sometimes dreams can be torn asunder. And I fear being cut apart by the broken pieces of temporary twilight truces. Summers are scary. There's a direct correlation between ice cream sales and gun violence. This is the reflection of an awful urban lesson. City kids grow up learning a rather warped duality. It's a rather sick reality to relish the vacation like every other kid. But carry in the back of your mind the knowledge that long summer shadows hide many things, like bullets, like silence, and both of them scare me. This summer I had the opportunity to be part of a community that valued creating a space of hospitality. This space took many forms, such as offering guests tea and biscuits, listening to stories around dinner tables, or spontaneous hikes around the Iona Island, or by appeasing some volunteer by performing a staff rendition of Farrell Williams' Happy. 
in the Abbey. Um, I had to clap, that was kind of awkward for me. My job felt, <laughs> uh, my job felt like an outgrowth of this value of creating a hospitable space. I was the music assistant, so I was responsible for facilitating singing during Big Sings, We Sings, and I played piano for worship twice a day. At Big Sings, we taught music from the Iona community and music from the World Church. On average, we had about 35 to 40 people for each of those weekly sings, and over half would always come saying, well, I don't sing, I'm just here to listen. Or they might say, I can't read music. Or even occasionally people would say, my wife just drugged me here, I'm tone deaf. But my job was to create a space where these people could find their voice. I always preface each big sing by saying that we're not here to be perfect, we're here to learn and we're here to worship. It's okay if the pitch flats, it's okay if we make mistakes. We had a mantra, anything other than melody is harmony. By dividing them into high and low female and male voices, we gave them groups on whom they could rely. Then by using the rote method of singing um, something and then having them repeat it back combined with hand signals, I was able to give them the confidence that they needed to sing. The result was a group of people from all over the world, literally we had people from at least 10 countries each week, um, singing over nine songs in multi-part harmony in an hour. Um, so the hesitancy that people walked in with disappeared and when they walked out they had smiles on their faces and they had new friends and they had found their voice. And I think that is something that was beautiful about Iona is that different people from all over the world could come and you come for different reasons, but you leave finding something. And a lot of the jobs in service inquiry program are to help people find something. And my job was to help people find their voice. In the rhythm of life at Koinonia Farm, the community is structured through regular chapel meditations, worship, devotions, prayers for peace, fellowship meals at lunch and supper, communion every Sunday evening, and day-to-day -day work assignments. I experienced service through this structure as we were constantly serving one another through our daily work and fellowship. It's somewhat of a monastic style of life, so my daily work was infused with living out my faith through my interactions with others on the farm. While we had this structure of regular interactions that formed our communal life, it was in the moments of spontaneous communal gathering that I relished in the beauty of faith and work in the koinonia, or the loving community. I'll share two stories to illustrate these experiences. First, because it was, because it was summer, it was blueberry season and at the high point of the crop, and we just didn't have enough volunteer hands coming to help pick during the day. At supper one evening, after a full eight-hour day of work for everyone, Someone called out for help with blueberry picking because the bushes were loaded, and although we like to share with the deer and the birds, <laughs> um, the berries just needed to be picked. I was expecting that only a few people would actually come out to help, but to my surprise, the majority of the community gathered and wandered out to the patch, singing songs and sharing stories while eating and picking the right berries. Even after a full day of exhausting work, we as a community were still called to help one another. The second story took place in the middle of the morning, about an hour before lunch, with an expected 15 to 20 guests arriving in time for the meal. At this time, we were having some construction in the, um, the upstairs second floor of the dining hall, and one of the construction workers accidentally nicked one of the water pipes, and water just came 
pouring out of the ceiling onto the first floor in the middle of the dining hall on top of all of the prepared tables and chairs. Um, and naturally, the only people that were downstairs in the dining hall were the cook and the assistant who were in the process of putting together a lunch for 50 plus people. But word quickly spread around the farm and within minutes, everyone had dropped their work and rushed to the dining hall, wiping down furniture, squeegeeing the floors, mopping up buckets of water and laughing at the absurdity of the waterfall that had come out of the ceiling. Luckily, we still had lunch out on time and everything was dry and ready for guests. In both of these instances, it was in the spontaneity of communal gathering and supporting one another that I fully experienced the significance of service through our daily interactions with one another. So now I invite you to turn in, sing the story, to 116, I Saw a Tree by the Riverside. And I chose this song because it's pretty fitting with a lot of what I experienced this summer, partly because Koinonia has acres of pecan orchards, so I was surrounded by trees, and the song talks about growing roots, and that was a pretty central theme to the internship. Um, and talking about growing roots and becoming grounded somewhere in our lives and sort of how we, how we come to that. Um, so, we'll see.
students interested in more information or who want to apply for this next summer's inquiry programs, either contact Bob Yoder, who will be up here at um, front at the chapel, or go onto the campus ministry's website to apply. In addition, feel free to ask any of the previous IPers more about their experiences. And now we thank you for listening, and may you go into the world with a daring and tender love. The world is waiting. Go in peace, and in all that you do, do it for love. And now will you please join us in singing Sia Humba. You can start moving, yeah, but we'll sing as we're going. <laughs>